You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope you're having an Employment Rights Week that is as stress-free as possible, given the new lockdown advice that has been coming our way for the last three weeks. This week, we continue our series looking in detail at the different types of paid and unpaid leave that you may be entitled to receive at work. In episode 36 of the podcast, we looked at unpaid parental leave. But in this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to look at shared parental leave, which is a different type of leave altogether and is a form of paid leave that's in place for parents who want to take time off with their baby after the baby is born or after your adopted child comes to live with you. And it's particularly helpful for parents who want to take more time off together. Now, if you or your partner apply for shared parental leave, you may also be able to claim shared parental pay. And if you qualify for both elements, that's the leave and the pay, then you and your partner could share up to 50 weeks of leave and up to 37 of those weeks being paid and either one or both of you receiving that pay. So how does shared parental leave work? Shared parental leave, and sometimes you might see it as SPL, shared parental leave means that parents and adopters who qualify for this type of leave can decide themselves how to share time off work once a baby or an adopted child comes along. With shared parental leave, you're able to work for part of the time, take time off, then go back to work and have leave in blocks. And that's why this leave is popular, because it is a little bit more flexible. Shared parental leave is designed to offer parents more flexibility in sharing the care of their child in the first 12 months after the birth of the baby or after your adopted child is placed with you. Parents that qualified for shared parental leave can be away from work together for up to six months or they can stagger the leave and they can share parental pay so that either mother or the other caring partner is always at home during the baby's first year or the first year that your adopted child is placed with you. The leave can also be taken in blocks. Parents are eligible to take a maximum of three separate blocks across the year rather than taking all the leave in one big chunk, for example. And if your partner is also eligible for shared parental leave, then these blocks can be taken at the same time or they can be taken one block after the other. Because what you are doing is sharing up to 50 weeks of leave between the two parents. A major point that you need to be aware of, however, is that the mother and the partner together can't claim both maternity leave or adoption leave 
and shared parental leave because it's classed as a double payment. So it's one or the other. You can, however, as a mother, start your leave as maternity or adoption leave and then end your leave by changing over to shared parental leave. And if you do this, that makes it possible to share that leave with your partner, which you can't do with maternity leave because maternity leave is only available for the mother. For the father, it's paternity leave and paternity leave is two weeks of leave. So it works like this, really. The woman who is pregnant or who is the primary adopter is currently entitled to 52 weeks of maternity leave or adoption leave. And that won't change if the woman decides she wishes to remain on maternity leave for the whole of that period. But if the woman does want to take shared parental leave, this would bring the maternity leave or the adoption leave to an end and the woman and her partner would share what's left of the maternity adoption leave period. And this could then be transferred into shared parental leave because there are different pay structures attached to the different types of leave. The full total of that leave, a shared parental leave, won't be more than 50 weeks because by law, the woman must take at least two weeks of statutory maternity leave. Now, at this stage, you might say, well, what's the difference in terms of maternity leave or adoption leave and shared parental leave? And here there is a big difference. And that difference lies in the way the leave can be taken. As mentioned earlier, maternity leave must be taken in one block. But shared parental leave can be taken in up to three blocks with opportunities to work in between those blocks of time. Now, before a mother can take shared parental leave, she must still take her two weeks compulsory maternity leave. And it's the same for the primary adopter. That's the person who's going to be providing the primary care to the adopted child. The other parent who has caring responsibilities for the child will also still be entitled to take their two weeks of ordinary paternity leave. However, the other parent must take their paternity leave before taking any shared parental leave. Because if you don't do that, then you lose your right to take that paternity leave. So who qualifies for shared parental leave? And this question is where it starts to get tricky and a little bit complicated. To be eligible to apply for shared parental leave, both parents must have responsibility for their child at the time when the child is born. You can't claim shared parental leave if your responsibility for the child only happens after your child is born, unless you are claiming shared parental leave for an adopted child. An expectant mother who wants to take shared parental leave must also have been working for their employer for a continuous period of 26 weeks by the end of the 15th week before the expected week of childbirth. The mother must also have the main responsibility for the care of the child. And finally, to take shared parental leave, the expectant mother must give the employer at least eight weeks written notice of the leave dates 
and provide the employer with any necessary evidence that has been requested. Now, to be fair, this is the simplest of all of the arrangements for shared parental leave. If you and your partner want to share parental leave and any shared parental pay that you're entitled to, then both you and your partner must be employees. Workers do not qualify for shared parental leave and shared parental pay. One of you may qualify for the other and that's where the complexity starts to set in. Both you and your partner, who are employees, however, must have been employed continuously in your job with the same employer. And that doesn't mean that you have to work for the same employer. You and your partner just have to have been in the same job for at least 26 weeks by the end of the 15th week before the baby is due or your adopted child is coming to live with you. And both you and your partner must stay with the same employer whilst you take your shared parental leave. And finally, both of you need to earn an average of at least £120 a week for that qualifying period. Now, as already mentioned, there are other variations of qualification and eligibility for this leave, but the criteria can get a little complex and perhaps too complex to discuss in a podcast. And so the starting point is to understand your employment status and the employment status of your partner first before you can get an accurate assessment of your eligibility to claim shared parental leave and to share any shared parental pay that may come with your leave. To start shared parental leave, the mother or the person who is the main adoptive carer must either return to work, thereby ending any maternity leave or adoption leave, and the mother or main carer must, not may, but must give their employer what is called binding notice. And what this means is that this notice can't be changed and it becomes an enforceable agreed date. So this is an enforceable agreed date by which you intend to end your maternity leave and start your shared parental leave. And usually that day won't change. So binding notice must be given for the date the mother or the main carer plans to end their maternity leave. Then in the same notice, you can tell the employer when you intend to start your shared parental leave. A key thing to remember here is that once you end your maternity leave to opt for shared parental leave, you can't go back and restart your maternity pay. And that's because the pay scales are different between the two types of leave. So it's important to work out your finances before you make any decision to change the type of leave you decide to take. Because, for example, if your employer is paying enhanced maternity pay, you may decide that the sum total of that enhanced maternity pay leaves you financially better off than taking a lower rate of pay on shared parental leave. 
Now, sometimes what happens with maternity leave and shared parental leave is that parents decide to mix the two because, as stated earlier, the pay scales can be different. So, for example, an expectant mother is entitled to 52 weeks of maternity leave, two of which she must take, and 39 of those total weeks are paid. The expectant mother or adoptive parent may therefore decide to take that maternity leave for the first six weeks of her 52 weeks of maternity leave and would likely do this because for the first six weeks, the mother would be entitled to 90% of her gross salary. After those six weeks, if there are no enhanced rates in place, she would then get a maternity allowance for the next 33 weeks which is currently set at £151.20 or 90% of her gross salary. And that rate is increased at the start of every financial year, which in the UK falls in the first week of April. But that £151 or 20 pence or 90% of her gross salary will only be paid at the lower rate and it will never be more than the £151.20. Of course, if your salary is lower than that, then you get the £151.20. If your salary is higher, you still get the £151.20. So what tends to happen is that women switch across to shared parental leave because if both she and her partner qualify for this leave after taking off the six weeks paid at 90%, which the mother has already claimed, then there would be 33 weeks left for which both she and her partner could be paid a shared parental pay rate of £151.20 for the remainder of those 33 weeks. And those 33 weeks can be taken in up to three blocks, as long as those blocks don't amount to more than 33 weeks. At the end of those 33 weeks, there's still a further 11 weeks of unpaid leave, which is available to be taken by both parents. And the only qualifying criteria is that all weeks must be taken before the child is a year old. Now, an important point to note here is that if your employer offers enhanced terms and conditions for maternity pay, then it would be expected that the employer would offer the same enhanced terms for the shared parental pay period. So you would need to check for this in your contract of employment or your staff handbook. And it generally tends to be local authorities that offer enhanced pay, something like six weeks at 90% and then maybe 12 weeks at half pay. Whatever those enhanced terms are, then the employer is expected to mirror them for the shared parental pay period. Now, as I said earlier, The benefits of shared parental leave are that the other parent who takes shared parental leave along with the mother or the primary carer can often benefit from crucial bonding time with their child. And the longer periods spent with their partner can be supportive in helping their partner to recover quicker 
as there's less of a strain on the primary carer when you know that your partner can take these big blocks of time. And employers also benefit because employees are more likely to return to work after shared parental leave in a more productive frame of mind because they've been able to get past that period of time when there is a newborn or a new child joining the family. On a final note, this type of leave can be quite complex to understand, particularly when it comes to eligibility, who can get it and what kind of pay you must be earning before you get entitlement to shared parental pay. And it gets even more complex when the mother or primary carer and partner have different employment statuses. So we've tried to focus on the basics in this episode of the podcast. Now, if you'd like more information about this type of leave, we've included a link to the ACAS website. ACAS is the Advisory Conciliation and Arbitration Service. And this is a service that is provided by the government and is funded by the government. So the link to the ACAS website will take you directly to some of the qualifying terms and conditions for shared parental leave if your circumstances don't fit those that have been explained in this week's podcast. Remember, If you feel that you've been denied your right to take shared parental leave when you qualify to take that leave, the first thing you need to consider is submitting a complaint or a grievance because you're going to need to ask your employer to investigate your concerns. To help you with this, included in the podcast notes for this episode are some grievance templates letters. And what you can do is just download these letters and insert your own information into the letters. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this podcast and press the see more button and you'll see the live links there that will take you to some helpful grievance support templates and other information. We hope you find something useful that you can work with in this week's episode. Remember to let others know we are here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. We really would love to know what you think about the podcast and whether you've got any ideas for episodes that you would like us to do. That's it for this week. Until next week, thanks for listening and bye for now.